Hi, this is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our humanity. And this is Sci-Fi Talk Weekly for March 23rd, 2023, my episode 45. I look around the internet for news on sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics, and just kind of point you in that direction if you want to know more. Hi, Penelope. It's nice to have you with me here along with your human-AI hybrids. Shazam! Fury of the Gods did not do well at the box office, and that's putting it nicely. And you have a story as to maybe the reasons why. Thanks, Tony. Why did Shazam! Fury of the Gods bomb at the box office? Screen Rant Sites For all the problems plaguing it and the franchise, there are just as many endearing and entertaining moments that deserve to be celebrated. It's a silly, family-oriented romp with a lot of heart, clean visuals, and unexpectedly engaging action. In some ways, Shazam! Fury of the Gods was doomed from the start, and in others, it didn't have the goods to back up the pitch. More at ScreenRant.com I felt that because of the new leadership team, that people are taking a wait-and-see attitude on DC and want to see the new stuff. So that might take a while. And there are changes that are coming, so I think people stayed away because of that. Good theory, Tony. There's more of Sci-Fi Talk Weekly, so stay tuned. Marvel's had its box office disappointment in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. According to Giant Freakin' Robot, a dialogue transcript, 63 pages, was purchased by a user on Reddit. So Marvel went to court on March 10th because the user posted that online, featuring spoilers and movie info. A little while ago, Marvel went to court on a similar issue with Ant-Man and the Wasp. This one is ongoing for the latest Ant-Man film. Thanks, Tony. Mirai has news on The Mandalorian. Recently, Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni appeared on the Dagoba Dispatch, an entertainment weekly podcast. I'm having a blast, and I love working with Dave, and I love how the characters develop over time. I have really enjoyed working with this group of people, and I love collaborating with all these different filmmakers and different storytellers, both from the directors we work with, and other showrunners like Dave and, and others like Skelton Cruz, John Watts and Chris Ford. Thanks, Mirai. John Wick opens this weekend at the movies. Deadline has some predictions. No, there won't be any finger-pointing at the box office this weekend over a franchise film failing to open. That's because Lionsgate forward slash Thunder Road films forward slash 8711's John Wick Chapter 4 looks to not only reinvigorate a tentpole heavy spring, but also debut to a franchise record of $115 million in worldwide box office. Thanks, Olivia. This will be the monster hit that Hollywood needs. But there's a bit of sadness, too, as to the untimely passing of Lance Reddick at a young age of 60. I've interviewed him throughout the years when he was on Fringe and including his movie Drone. And those will be coming back on Sci-Fi Talk in the form of the Fringe tapes with Lance Reddick. Subscribe at Apple Podcast. It's really just a tragedy, and I love to honor him with those interviews. Shadow and Bone has many storylines going for it in season number two. Yes, Tony. 
The showrunner Eric Hisser recently revealed to Comic Book that the intention to make several storylines was to keep fans guessing. Hisser describes the adaptation to be a parallel universe to what the books have established and tells that in part it comes out of a necessity in that there are elements that just don't end up translating in an adaptation. We will do our best first and foremost to preserve an aesthetic fidelity to the source material. Noting that when they have to deviate from that, it needs to be bolstered by as much canonical information as possible, so that it still feels like we're in Lace World. He feels that, the changes that we do make might be just enough to keep fans on their toes, and not know where we're going, while also recognizing certain milestones or important landmarks that happen in the series. This according to a story in Collider. Thanks Christian. Sci-Fi Talk continues, so stay tuned. Collider reports that Theo Rossi has joined the cast of The Penguin, along with Colin Farrell. No news on who he will be playing. The cast gets getting more star-studded every day, it seems. Read more at Collider.com. TV Line recapped the recent Star Trek Picard episode that featured a return of a next-generation actor. Showrunner Terry Metalis told TV Line, it felt like one of the last great unexplored stories of Star Trek The Next Generation. He tells them, it ended in kind of a tragic way, those two, and now we're back decades later. It's gut-wrenching. It was a gut-wrenching and heartfelt appearance, a must for next-gen fans. William Shatner appeared at South by Southwest to talk about his new documentary, Maine with the fan-owned Legion M. You can call me Bill. I don't have long to live, said the 91-year-old actor who does not have a terminal disease but old age. According to an interview with Variety, the former Captain Kirk said he did the documentary to discover something I've never said before or find a way to say something I've said before in a different way so I can explore that truth further. He says that when people die, they don't take their personal items or even their ideas with them, so he wants to share them with the world while he is here, so that all of his thoughts aren't just lost to the void when he's gone. Sounds interesting. He's a living icon who I had the pleasure to meet a few years ago. Collider has a story on the latest on Superman Legacy, written, produced, and directed by James Gunn, one of the new co-chairs of DC Studios. Thanks, Tony. We don't know too much about the plot for Superman Legacy, and technically, neither does James Gunn, as he said he was only halfway through writing the film at the time of his Gods and Monsters announcement. We've known for a while that Gunn would be writing the film in addition to producing, and he did share a pretty significant detail. Unlike the original Superman and Man of Steel, Gunn has confirmed that Superman Legacy will not be an origin story. That means when this Superman takes to the skies, it won't be the first time he's done so, as he'll already have some experience protecting Earth's inhabitants as the costumed superhero. That being said, there's always the possibility that we'll see flashbacks showing Clark's days before taking on the Superman mantle. More at Collider.com I'm optimistic for this version. I hope some of the best elements of the Christopher Reeve version will be incorporated into this including John Williams' theme, of course. A Stranger Things actor told Jimmy Fallon on The Tonight Show, according to Variety, that he's living in deep fear of Stranger Things ending after its five-year run. The cast will shoot in the fifth and final season. Playing Dustin, Gatton Matarazzo has been a Stranger Things lead since the pilot. 
He said, it's interesting to constantly just be reminded how much people have resonated with it. He said when asked about the series coming to an end, I mean, it's something so important to all of us, and it's just been essential to the growth that I've had over my teen years into my 20s. It's the defining aspect of the past 10 years of my life, particularly that past decade. More at Variety.com. Tor.com has books on radical communities in science fiction. Phoebe Wagner writes, In the midst of a continuing pandemic, social injustice, and climate disasters, it's community building that, that keeps giving me hope, both on and off the page. I'm drawn to books that feature people working together rather than an individual hero's journey. I want to read and write books that demonstrate what a healthy, thriving community looks like. Here's a few of them. Babel by R.F. Kwan has a large cohort of characters to make this alternate Oxford come alive. Where Kwan's novel fulfills the genre is her depiction of academia's foundation of white supremacy and colonization and the radical resistance groups that form against it. Stolen from his home in Canton, Robin feels alienated and isolated until he meets his cohort at the prestigious Royal Institute of Translation. Together, Robin, Rami, Letty, and Victory study how translating words between languages creates magic that can be engraved on silver bars. In order to make new magical pairings, more languages must be acquired and studied from different parts of the world. Oh, I like that one. No Gods, No Monsters has Cadwell Turnbull clearly has radical community building in mind from the wordplay and the title to the story's central worker, own bookstore named Anamaris, from Ursula Le Guin's The Depossessed. In this meta-urban fantasy novel, monsters reveal themselves to the rest of the world, but at that moment it's juxtaposed, just as disruptive as the police brutality visit on Lamia's family when her brother, a werewolf, is murdered by Boston police. Magic by transforming together on a highway, stopping traffic. A Psalm for the Wild built Becky Chambers novella demonstrates creating new communities is just as important as the social and economic world building. Sibling Dex finds himself searching for a meaning in a world that is already thriving. Chambers poses the question, what does a fulfilling life look like when capitalism and false scarcity no longer dictate survival or meaning? More at Tour.com. Here's some video game news with Kirsten. Another video game adaptation now has a writer. Deadline reports that Netflix has tapped Academy Award nominee John Spates, Dune, Part 1 and 2, to pen its live-action Gears of War film, based on the hit video game series, Deadline can confirm. First announced by the streamer back in November, the project will be produced in partnership with The Coalition, with an adult animated series set in the world of the games to follow, and the potential for further stories going forward. Star Wars movies? What's new? Deadline reports that Lucasfilm's top-secret Star Wars movie to be directed by Shamina Bechinoy has lost its screenwriters Damon Lindelof and Justin Brett Gibson, Deadline can confirm. Details as to the film's plot are still under wraps, though we understand that Abechino remains at the helm, with further details on the project to be unveiled at next month's Star Wars celebration in London. Sources suggest that the film is still in a solid position to be one of the first out of the gate for the franchise. More at Deadline.com Thanks, Catligo. 
Well, Penelope, a busy news week for sure. Yes, for sure, Tony. Anything you're looking forward to? Yes, Stranger Things, for sure. Really? Really scary good fun. Thanks, Penelope, for joining me. You're welcome. And that is Sci-Fi Talk episode 45 for March 23rd, 2023 for Penelope. This is Tony Tolado. Larry Cardinelli's theme is next.